Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome everybody back to another edition of Cheer Gaten, your NASCAR podcast for Belly Up Sports. I'm your host, Rattlesnake, coming at you live once again from Austin, Texas. Excited to be back because over the weekend I had a very fun, a very wet time at Darlington. And this is a really exciting episode because in the second half I'm going to have an interview with the reoccurring guest, ARCA driver, Christian Eckes. We're going to talk about racing, we're going to talk about throwback NASCAR, we're going to talk about throwback ARCA, and we're going to talk a lot about fantasy football because that's what Christian likes the most. So hope you're excited for all that. But first, I'm going to talk a little bit about Darlington. What a great race. If anybody stayed up to actually watch this race, congratulations. It was wonderful. If you live on the East Coast, that sucks. If you live on the West Coast... I'm sure it wasn't that bad. The race was supposed to start at 6, I believe. So, I show up very early with a group. We take a party bus from Myrtle Beach. It's about an hour and a half drive. On the bus, it's like an hour and 45. Uh, we get there uh, at 2 o'clock, I think. And, you know, I'm definitely with the right connections because we're immediately chauffeured over to Austin Dillon's hauler. Where we get you know the full tour of the hauler uh, from you know the wonderful people at RCR, and then we just get to sit and hang out and talk with the legend himself, Richard Childress. I mean, this guy is so personable, uh, so friendly, so accommodating. You know, hardworking. Uh, the guy's always on the move, so it's nice for him to just get to sit and just chat with you for a while. 
uh, and just hear some of his stories. Really, really cool. And then Austin came up. Uh, we took some pictures with Austin, got to talk a little bit with him. Uh, he remembered doing the interview on the podcast, so that's cool. Uh, he could just be saying that, but very, very nice guy, nevertheless. Um, yeah, it was a great time. And then, you know, moved over, got to go inside the tent for the for the driver's meeting, and holy crap, I mean, I hope you follow me on Instagram, and if you don't, that's really weird, because you listen to my podcast, I don't know why you would listen to the podcast and not follow me on Instagram, maybe you're just a weird person, I, I don't know, that's your prerogative, but nevertheless, uh, I, I did a live clip of that, so you got to see the most important part of the driver's meeting, which was them announcing the Hall of Famers, I mean... You know, Richard Petty, um, Richard Childress, Roush, Jeff Gordon, Bobby Lamonte, Rusty Wallace. I, I mean, the list goes on. It was incredible. And they're sitting all right there, right in front of me. And I was like, holy crap. I recorded the whole thing live on my Instagram. So like I said, if you don't follow me, I'm sorry. Because I, I didn't see that recorded anywhere else. I think you can record that. But at the same time, you might not be supposed to be recording that. So now I'm thinking about it and I'm like, shit, maybe I wasn't supposed to record that. I don't know. Either way, I recorded it. I don't really care. It was wonderful. It was incredible. Um, also, Dog the Bounty Hunter, <laughs> he was there. Awesome guy, by the way. I talked to him at the airplane. He happened to be on my flight um, from Myrtle to Charlotte the next day. Him and his manager. And his manager was, I think it's his manager, the guy traveling with him. Um, really, really cool guy. Really nice. I talked to him, you know, throughout the flight and even, like, talked to me afterwards because our next gate was, like, right next to each other. Very nice guy and Dog Bounty Hunter. Really cool guy as well. Um, he got up and on stage and said something fairly controversial right away and then sat back down and it was kind of funny. And I talked to him about it on the plane and he said... You know, don't spread that around too much. Little does he know I had already posted it on my Instagram. So if you haven't seen that yet, go check out my Instagram and watch it. It's pretty funny. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's interesting. Anyway, a lot of fun. Then we get to go back to Richard Childress's RV and have dinner with um, you know some of the other sponsors of the team and some of the, the people from RCR. And we're just hit, sitting there having like brats and hot dogs and, and hamburgers and whatnot. A lot of fun there. We go back and get to take pictures with Austin and his car, his incredible throwback paint scheme, by the way. I mean, Austin Dillon and RCR always do incredible throwback paint schemes. Uh, I talked about that with Austin in the interview that I did with him a few months ago. If you haven't listened to that episode, I recommend going back and checking it out because I do have a really awesome interview with Austin Dillon. And we actually talk about his input on these paint schemes. And I unfortunately wasn't able to grab an interview this time, but we brought it up again when I was talking with him. And he does take that stuff pretty seriously. He, he actually has quite a bit of say when it comes to his paint schemes, which I think is awesome. So... You know, we're doing all that, and then we're literally, um, we head to the grandstands because, um, 
you know, the people I, were, I was with, they wanted to go up and watch it from the grandstands, which is totally cool. I'm cool with that. You definitely, if you want to enjoy the race, that's, you know, honestly, that's how you should do it. Like, you're in the infield. What are you going to do? So anyway, uh, we go back to the grandstands, and as we're walking back, it immediately just starts pouring. You know, it's it rained a little bit earlier, and, you know, we got quite a bit wet, but we were under, we were inside the tent for the driver's meeting, so it wasn't that bad. Um, but it starts pouring, and then we look on the radar. It says it's going to rain for, like, another hour, two hours. And, you know, I'm with this big group, and not everybody there is a huge NASCAR fan. And it's an hour and a half just to get back to Myrtle. So, you know, I don't really have much of a say here. And uh, and they all want to leave because they're like, I don't know if this is going to work out. And I'm also with... Uh, a f- really, really good close friend of, of Kurt Busch. So he was texting Kurt, and then I think even Ross Chastain's like crew chief, you know, just getting updates, just like what's going to go on. What's gonna-? And it seemed like they weren't going to race. Um, so we, we uh, I say we, it was decided that we should head back. Uh, and and, um, and and I was hoping that they would just postpone the race till Monday. And what I was going to do with me and my wife, we were just going to push the, the flight back, try to get a later flight, and drive back to Darlington, an hour and a half back, and go to the race Monday. We still had the hot passes, you know, all that. Um, so I was like, you know, this could be really cool, like a double opportunity to get to talk to some of these drivers and maybe even get an interview and this and that. But lo and behold, by the time we get back to Myrtle, um, they start the engines, and I mean, it's sad to say I, I missed the race. I, obviously, I watched the whole thing um, at home, but uh, it, it's it, I'm very disappointed. I have to say that I, I wasn't there for the race, considering I flew all the way out there just to go to this race. Uh, I considered, you know, if I should drive back out there that extra hour and a half, but the three-hour round trip and, you know, with my wife. Uh, yeah, it just wasn't going to work, unfortunately. Great race, though. Incredible race. A lot of fun. Congrats to uh, Eric Jones. I got some pictures with him. Uh, I got some pictures with Austin. I, you know, Bob, um, I'm going to be posting those also. I've been posting stuff kind of here and there on my Instagram, at uh, ShareGaten, so definitely go follow me there for all this content because I got a lot of it from that race. And I tweeted this, you know, the next day. I honestly think Darlington has to be considered one of those bucket list races for any NASCAR fan. I feel like it's a little overlooked or overshadowed when it comes to these, like, quote-unquote, like, must-go-to races. But the Southern 500 at Darlington on Labor Day or Labor Day weekend, uh, it's a night race, um, you know, historic track. Uh, throwback paint schemes. Everybody's dressed up in throwback. It's really fun. Like the whole atmosphere is just fun. The drivers are having fun. The crews are having fun. The fans are having. Everybody's rocking like mustaches, mullets. You know, it, it's just fun. It's a good time. Um, and and then you know on, on top of that, the racing is actually good as as you saw here. So, I mean, I think it's got to be considered. A must-go-to race, because yeah, like I said, you got good racing, 
You have a lot of fun with the throwback paint schemes. It's a night race. And most importantly, the, the crowd. And this is something that, you know, I want to talk about especially uh, was the the crowd, as everybody noticed, you know, NASCAR has been struggling with attendance, right? This, this, there's no surprise there. They've definitely done better. You know, people make it sound a lot worse than it really is. You know, TV viewership aside, like, attendance isn't as bad as people are making it seem. It's better than it has been. Uh, you know, the Bristol night race was great, you know. So, so people like to focus on the negatives, I, I understand. But nevertheless, NASCAR has struggled with attendance from where it once was, and I, I don't think anybody would argue that. But that's not that, that's not the case at Darlington. I don't know what the deal is. Maybe it's just South Carolina. Like I know North Carolina loves NASCAR, but honestly, North Carolina might be might have changed too much. It, I don't think it's quite the same as it used to be. You know, it's not as NASCAR. Maybe you know. I don't want to say anything too negative about North Carolina. Clearly, they still love their NASCAR, but maybe that's shifted a bit towards South Carolina. I mean, when you're in South Carolina, I think people just love NASCAR. And, you know, that was obvious, right? It was reported that it was a sellout crowd. It was reported uh, while I was in the driver's meeting. They, They announced it's officially a sellout crowd. And I was looking around, and I was like, I believe it. You know, Pit Road was packed, cram packed. It was about to pour rain, and people were packed in there. I could barely walk around. You know, I was bumping into people. It was so packed. Uh, and that's for people with hot passes. I was looking up in the stands hours before the race, and they were, you know, full. And then it gets delayed because of the rain for four hours. It's already a night race. And this night race is delayed four hours. And any other place, that place would be half empty. It, when the race finally starts, right? Any other track, nearly any other track, maybe not every, but pretty much any other track, that it would be half empty by, you know, four hours later after rain delays. Everybody's wet, pissed off, they just want to go home. You know, they've been waiting too long for this anyway. No, four hours later at Darlington, after it pours rain, and y'all don't understand that it was pouring. There was like floods and rivers like outside through it. We were trying to walk through my shoes are completely ruined. I'm walking through puddles, you know, halfway up my calves. It was raining hard. So these people wait in that. And and you don't also understand, I was in the grandstands, and we were all, like, hiding underneath the, the stands, and it was, there was no breeze, and it was hot and sweaty, and it smelled like sweaty balls. I'm going to be honest, that's what it smelled like. I don't mean to be crude, but that's exactly what it smelled like. And anybody that knows that smell knows exactly what I'm talking about. It was terrible. It was hot, humid, smelled like sweaty balls. Everybody's crammed together. It was awful. People waited in that for four hours. And did you see how many people were still there? It was practically a sold-out crowd still. I was like, did anybody leave? Were we the only people that left this race? I mean, it was incredible. And I'm not saying they need to run more races there or anything. You know, I think maybe it's like that because they only do run that one race and it is on Labor Day weekend and it is the throwback paint schemes. So it's like a, a perfect mixture. But that just goes to show that there are, there are places and people that are as dedicated to NASCAR as they are to college football or the NFL or anything else. You know, there is still that crowd for NASCAR. You just got to find it and tap into it. 
So it was incredible, the whole experience, even though I didn't even get to watch the race. It was just like, gives you chills, you know? It's it's a great place to go, you know? We're, we're going to say Talladega, right, for, I guess, these, like, bucket list tracks. Um, maybe in the next episode, maybe I'll have somebody come on and we'll, we'll go through bucket list, uh, list races. Not just tracks, but, like, specific races. Um, that's not a bad idea. Maybe Maybe I'll look into that. Next week, I won't have an episode. I'll be at my sister's wedding in Florida. Pray that I don't get blown away from the hurricane. Um, so, uh, yeah. Gonna miss a week this coming up next week. Um, sorry about that. You won't get to hear my beautiful, soothing voice. But what you could do is listen to another one of my older episodes just to remind yourself how great I've been for this long. I mean, that's pretty impressive that I've been so good for this long. Just something to think about. So, yeah. I mean, off the top of my head, though, for for those races, I, I would say Talladega, the Geico 500. I, I mean, that's the one that everybody goes to, right? Um, you know, Daytona 500, Bristol Night Race... I don't know. There's uh, there's so many other ones. I'm sorry. I'm not going to get into it. But all I'm saying is that the Southern 500 should be considered as one of those races. But before we get into the interview, uh, one last thing I wanted to go over. I promised in a, a tweet that I would tell a story that Richard Childress personally told me at the number three hauler. We were talking about golf. Um, him and Austin and Ty... They're really big golfers. They're very like competitive, athletic type people, as you would imagine. So they're really big into golf. And I was just talking about. I was like, hey, you know, I live in Austin, Texas, and last weekend I played at Willie Nelson's Golf Course, uh, just outside Austin in the Hill Country. And I was just telling him about the golf course, and um, I was like, it's a nine-hole course. Uh, you can, you know, you don't even have to wear shoes. You don't have to wear shirts. You can take your dog out there. Um, there's essentially no rules. You can play with as big and uh, as a party you want, as many people as you want. There was a party of, I think, 17 people for a bachelor party while I was out there. They're all in Hawaiian shirts that were way unbuttoned. Um, and they would just, you kind of skip holes and play wherever you want. Um, so, so like, a, you know, you roll up to a, a group of 17 playing one hole that's like a par five. Uh, on a nine-hole nine course, and you're like, all right, screw this, I'm not dealing with this. So you just skip them and uh, play whatever hole you want, really. So it's kind of like that, and you play as many times as you want. For $20, you get a cart. Uh, they're redoing their greens, so there's essentially no greens right now. They're, the grass is pretty bad, so you know the balls just roll. It's really just, uh, it's, it's just like a fun place to go play golf, but it is owned by Willie Nelson, I mean, the whole uh, clubhouse smells like weed when you walk in there. It's hilarious uh, because they're literally smoking in the clubhouse. Anyway, you know, Richard's laughing about it, saying, like, man, I wish I would have done something like that. Maybe my golf course would have stayed around. And I was like, ooh, sore subject. Didn't know about that. Anyway, he was like, let me tell you a funny story about Willie Nelson. I was like, of course he's met Willie Nelson. Damn. Um... So back in, I oh mean, what was it? It was, I think, in the 80s. Um, I think Dale Earnhardt had just 
maybe won. Did he win a championship or something? You know, I think he won a champ. It was anyway. It was when Dale Earnhardt was driving the Wrangler car, um, and they were doing a photo shoot. Richard Childress, Dale Earnhardt, and Willie Nelson were doing a photo shoot. I mean, just a match in that setup. Um, and him, and Richard Childress, and Dale had just come back from hunting in BC, I think he said, like out in Canada. And um, so they, yeah, they just came back and they went to the Wrangler headquarters out in Greensboro. And they met, they were supposed to meet up with Willie Nelson, and Richard was saying how excited he was about it. He was like, man, that's kind of cool. You know, I hope this guy comes out in a cowboy hat and everything. And uh, he ca- he actually met them at the limo. Like, the limo pulled up, Willie Nelson got in with them two already in there, and he was, like, wearing a baseball hat and a members-only jacket, like a black jacket. And apparently that was, like, just his disguise back in the day, and he, he hops in the limo, and immediately, without, like, saying anything, just lights up a joint and, like, hands it over to uh, Richard Childress and Willie and uh, and Dale Earnhardt. And they both just, like, uh, start laughing. And they're like, no, nah, man, we're good. We're just, like, drinking whiskey today or whatever. Um, and that could just be Richard Childress saying that nowadays. I mean, in hindsight, <laughs> he could have, him and Dale could have accepted that. I don't know. All I'm saying is... Um, it was a pretty funny story, and Richard Childress seemed to really enjoy Willie Nelson. I think he said they even played golf once again after that. I, I didn't get that story, unfortunately, but just a funny story about Richard Childress turning down a joint from Willie Nelson. Richard Childress and Dale Earnhardt turning down a joint from Willie Nelson. You're crazy. You're out of your mind if you do that. Anyway, that was story time. Hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, great time in Darlington. Everything was wonderful. Um... This episode might be a little bit longer, but that's because it's a great interview. I had a great time at Darlington, so I'm going to talk about it. And you don't get an episode next week. So if you even want to pause it like halfway and just enjoy the episode the week after, uh, you know, do whatever you want. Either way, episode's going to be a little bit longer. um, And let's get right into the interview. All right, very excited to welcome on my most reoccurring ARCA guest. Uh, Christian, good to have you back on, man. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to this. These are always a lot of fun for me, so looking forward to it. Who told you to say that, That like to lie and say that you have fun on these? My brain. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah no, thank, I always thank do. your brain. These, these are fun. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk some football. I know that's what you're, you're going to want to talk. Um, yeah. But the reason we, we had to bring you back on there's a couple of reasons, right? Number one, Darlington, it's the whole throwback paint scheme. Everybody, you know, we're all talking about throwback stuff. And we're going to get into that. But also, I want to talk about you just won the last ARCA race, correct? Yeah, yep. The coin, dirt track. Right. And so that's your third win of the season. Um, and what's important about that is now you're 70 points behind Michael Self. Your teammate also interviewed him on the show. Awesome dude, uh, but you're close behind him to win the series. There's only three races left, right? Yeah, three more. Uh, we got Salem, Lucas Oil, and uh, Kansas. Okay, and correct me if I'm wrong, but last year, didn't you win at Salem and Indianapolis? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so it's actually kind of funny. Michael's won at Salem in Kansas, and I've won at uh, Salem and Lucas Oil. So we kind of have a lot of experience in the next two, so it, it should be interesting in that uh, aspect, just kind of both of us you know, having a lot of experience in the next three. Okay, can you help break down dummies like, like me, help break down the point system for ARCA and like how many points you get for a win? Dude, I don't know. Honestly, I think it changes every race, but um, I'm pretty sure it's 15 points if you win over second, and then it's five for leading the most, five for leading a lap, and then five for the pole. But like I said, it seems like it changes every week, so I'm not really sure. <laughs> okay, but 70 points is definitely within like reach for three races, right? Yeah, um, I think so. You know, I, I think the max we can make up on if you finish the second every race is uh, thirty points. So, and that's, um, yeah, that's if you attainable. Finish first and he finishes second. Yeah, per race, it's it's right. about thirty points. So, okay, you know, it's definitely obtainable. We just got to be perfect for the next three, and uh, you know, it's it's going to be really tough because you know we run in the top three every week, and and so does Michael. So. Right. Uh, we've kind of fought all year back and forth. You know, he won the last one, and I won this one, and I won the one before that, and I think he won the one before that. So, um, you know, it, it's been back and forth, back and forth, but you know, I finally feel like we're in a good spot here for momentum purposes. And, uh, you know, the two racetracks we got coming up with Salem and Lucas Oil have been uh, good to me in the past. So should uh, should be interesting for sure. Yeah, because he has, what, four wins and you got three? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Man, things are heating up. That's pretty exciting. Yep. Uh, and you said he's won in Kansas, but you haven't. And that's the season finale, mm-hmm. right? That's the championship. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. It'll that, probably come down to that, which I wish it ended at Lucas Oil or something. But, uh, right. you know, I just got to do what we got to do. Yeah. Man, that's exciting. Is Michael going to be running a throwback paint scheme? I don't think so. Um, I'm not really sure. I think it's just me and uh, Chandler, but not yeah. 100% sure on that. So Okay, because that's the next thing I want to talk about is your throwback paint schemes, which are pretty sick, if I if I do say so. You want to talk a little bit about your throwback paint schemes? Yeah. Um, you know, we wanted to do something uh, for Big Bill, and uh, you know we were actually able to do it for both cars, so it was pretty special. and. You know, it's uh, it's definitely cool to be able to to have his championship short track car. Hopefully, it brings us that uh, extra little luck, and uh, hopes it brings us the championship as well. So, um, yeah, I'm running Bill's short track championship car, and I think uh, Chandler's doing like one of his old USAC cars or, or something like that. So, uh, it's pretty interesting. And like I said, I hope that uh, both me and Chandler can run good for Big Bill. Yeah, yeah. I was seeing here that you're running his 87 championship car, and Chandler's running 78, the black, and you're doing the white. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have like any say in who gets what paint scheme, or did they just randomly assign them? Uh, you know, I I think I might have had a little bit more influence in in mine because I've been there for so long. You know, in, in my opinion, it's a little bit more special of a car than. Uh, the one that Chandler's running, so uh, you know I kind of feel a little bit honored to to run that car, but at the same time, I, you know, I, I think it more had to do with with the black and white, you know, the cars being different and stuff like that, and then the orange kind of matching, 
you know, the well, he had he had orange numbers. Big right. Bill did in the championship car, so it kind of just all meshed together. So, like the JBL, like that was gonna be orange anyway. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Much. Okay. Cool. Man, that is a sick looking car. Uh, I love when y'all do you know any kind of drivers do throwback stuff and you know i was just at darlington i got to see all the you know sweet throwback mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner when Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Paint schemes. Do you have a favorite, you know, legendary driver, retired driver, you know, a specific car that you have in mind that you love? I mean, I got to go with the Richard Petty ones. Um, you know, that blue and everything was just so damn cool to see, like, especially when, uh, you know, the 43 throws it back. And, you know, the, the Adam Petty throwback this week was, was super special to yeah. see. And, um, you know, it just seems like they, they kill it every year. They, uh, they really, they're really damn cool with, you know, the 43 and, and it being blue and everything. It's just, uh, it's really cool to see and just kind of puts the whole weekend together, in my opinion. All right, I totally agree with you. Everybody loves, you know, the Richard Petty scheme, but I got to throw a wrench in there. Tell me what you think. The problem with the Richard Petty schemes, other than this year, this year they went outside the box, but my issue with those Richard Petty schemes is after you've seen, like, one, you've seen them all. You know what I mean? Yeah, like but it's they're, a little they're bit so of cool different it doesn't blue matter. And like, it's, it looks so damn cool that it really doesn't matter, in my opinion. I mean, I don't know. Like, it just looks cool, that blue out there. I mean, it's just pretty badass, so. See, I would rank above it Jeff Gordon uh, throwback schemes. Yeah, the the Rainbow Warrior, was it last, last year or two yeah, years ago two, or something? was was really yeah, damn last cool. Last year, so. I think, was the Rainbow Warrior. And then, like, Kozlowski and all the different Rusty Wallace schemes. I love those. That too, yeah. Um, all the Dale Earnhardt schemes. Mm-hmm. Except this yeah, year, I mean, Austin cool. was in the Richard Childress one, which was really cool. So, yeah, those are a couple that I would personally rank above the Richard Petty scheme, just because I just feel like you're like, oh, I've seen them all now. Other than this year, obviously. This year was much yeah. different. 
Yeah, I mean, this year was, I mean, I thought the Jimmy Johnson one was really cool, too, and it almost, like, hinted towards retirement or something. I don't I don't like that too much. Man, but. I feel like all his stuff has been hinting towards retirement. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. I don't, I'm not a fan of it. I, he, he was sitting it like, did look cool. He was sitting, like, right next to me in the uh, driver's meeting in the tent for Darlington, mm-hmm. and I yep. was just so in awe. I was like, oh, man. And... That's, he's a celebrity, dude. I, I'm just that's... like, oh, oh, my God, that's Jimmy Johnson. I'm, like, talking yeah. to all these other drivers, but once it was Jimmy Johnson, I'm like, whoa. Yeah, no, I met him a couple times, but I met him last year for the first time, and, like, I wanted to say something like, oh, man, you're my hero, but, like, I couldn't, like, the words wouldn't come out. Like, I was just in awe. It's Jimmy freaking Johnson, you know? <laughs> you're, like, trying to be cool, but the complete Yeah, you're trying to be happened. cool, but at the same time, you want to say, like, oh, man, like, you're my hero but you know in the same time you're sitting there and you're like eh. oh hello uh, hi how are you <laughs> uh hello hello man i got to uh, yeah, also I stuttered a little bit for being honest it's okay though <laughs> uh that's great um dog the bounty hunter was there and who's that dog the bounty hunter you know you used to never yeah. watch his show uh, i don't um, think so dog the big bad dog the dude from hawaii the yeah. bounty hunter he has like the long blonde hair man I don't, it was a I don't classic show that. back in the day and um he's coming out with like a new show i guess anyway the story's not as cool because you don't know who i'm talking about and you're making me feel yeah, really no old idea. right now and i'm not old, right, yeah. so thanks a lot wait when, when was that show out i don't know not that long ago you weren't like I mean, you might have been kind of young, actually. Now I'm thinking about it. Damn it. Just, just forget yeah. the whole thing, because I was gonna like yeah. brag yeah, about getting okay. to talk to a celebrity, but now you're like, who the hell is that? And so, the whole thing. Yeah, ruined. I have no idea. Who the dog that what is it? Dog the bounty hunter. Yeah, dog the bounty hunter. Oh my gosh, I I, w- I would play no the idea. intro, but I feel like I'll get in trouble. <laughs> so. Yeah. No. No idea. Okay, well, that was going to be my story of who I got to talk to and meet. thought that was kind of cool. Well, sorry I ruined it. <laughs> you did ruin it. You ruined it. Yeah. Thanks a lot, man. Sorry. Also, check this out. <laughs> a little recap. The last time me and you chatted, I was talking about how, by the way, thank you for the retweet on the, uh, the interview last time. I'm true to my word, man. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you're like, I'm not going to do it this time, but last time, you're welcome. No, uh, <laughs> remember last time I called out a couple people that ghosted me, right? Mm-hmm. That didn't retweet me. Um, yeah. So at Darlington, I got to talk to two of the three people that ghosted me, Austin Dillon and Bob Pockers. Yeah. And I was too chicken shit to bring up to either of them. Oh, my God. Yeah. Come on, man. I know. I know. I was just like, hey, Bob, good to see you, and like took a picture with him, and he's like, hey, I had a good time on the podcast. He even said the podcast, and I was like, oh, man, thanks. And then he walked away, and I was like, oh, god damn it. That was just brutal. And then I like talked to Austin for like quite a while, him and his grandfather. Um, you know, I had great conversations, never brought it up once. Disappointed in you, man. I, I'm disappointed in myself. I figured you would definitely be disappointed in me. Uh, but I just wanted to, you know, air that out there um, and be open and honest with my disappointments. <laughs> so, sorry That's about that. all right. 
You'll get them next time. I'll get them next time. I'm going to be more prepared next time. It, it'll be about three years later, but, you know, it, it'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I actually, you know, if, if this ever, you know, blows up and I start to, you know, make a name for myself, and then I, I have a little clout, then I'll be a little bit more confident. Yeah, there you go. But until That'll then, be good. I'll just be kind of a coward about it. Um, okay, so let's talk football. You are playing fantasy right now. Um, yep. Who's in your league? Also, you got to tell us who you drafted because you told me before we started recording, and it's pretty hilarious. It's not Andrew Luck for anybody listening. That would be so much no. more funny. But no, we, we drafted after he got uh, retired. So. Yeah. Good, good call. That, that was a good thing because I actually was going to draft him, but, but in every single mock draft I did, he was he was there. So good thing. Okay, so but, who's in your league? Um, Who are you playing with? Any any recognizable names we would know? I actually, I play with Michael in a few leagues. Um, okay, I actually, I get into it pretty hardcore. Uh, are you better than Michael? Like, or I don't know. We'll find out this year. This is the first <laughs> time I played with him, so okay, he's pretty damn good. Though. So. Um, you know, we, we don't really have a lot to do with our lives, so that's just kind of what we do on a daily oh, basis. Yeah. So, <sighs> um, when so I talked to him, yeah, a, he was kind of cocky league. about that, about his fantasy. He was, he was pretty cocky. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. He was, it, it, it's, it's pretty terrible when like you get the notification and you're like, you're going, you're going, you're going, and you're trying to get to the app as fast as you can to pick up the backup player. The guy gets hurt and Michael's already got him. <sighs> Like who three minutes it? before I even get the notification, like, I don't remember who it was last year, but oh, I was so was mad because I was okay. like, "Oh, I'm on it! I'm on it this year! I'm on it! I found it!" <laughs> and Michael already had it, so he's on his game. And so this year, I actually I took over somebody else's league or team, and they were horrible. So I had the first pick. Um, I kept Odell because there really wasn't any options. I think the best two are Odell and Dalvin Cook. So, off the rip, which in this league I was very pissed off because there was a couple of people that kept quarterbacks that shouldn't have been kept. Like Mahomes, yeah, sure. You know, that one makes sense. But there was the people that, you know, kept Baker Mayfield, which you could probably get in like the fifth or sixth round. And there was one that kept Tom Brady that Ooh. had no idea about fantasy football and that he could have probably got him on the waivers. But... Besides yeah, he the just point. knows the name Tom Brady and was like, oh, hell yeah, I got yeah. the best player in yeah, the league. Like, yeah, dude, that's exactly <laughs> what he told me too after. <laughs> and so that left, and this this was a hard decision for me, but in the fact that if I went wide receiver, wide receiver with Odell and DeAndre Hopkins was available, it would have made my running back so crap when I came back around that I was like, all right. I, I got to just bite the bullet and hope Zeke comes back. So I drafted Zeke. And that has put me through a world of hurt the past uh, few weeks because I get really excited every time my phone buzzes because I think I'm getting a notification for it. Wait, so did you... Just to be let down. Did you draft Zeke instead of Hopkins? Yes, I did. Oh. It's, a, it's a half PPR, so okay. got to go running back. Yeah, okay. You have to. That's fair. That's fair. And um, Zeke, if Zeke, if he's there, is better than DeAndre points wise in a half PPR. So right, it's hard. It's yeah. Also, hard. the Texans have the worst O line in the league. I mean, Hopkins, in yeah. my opinion, is the best wide I mean, receiver was, in the it league. It was still, but... yeah. No, he was my clear cut number one. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I couldn't, I couldn't give up the chance for Zeke. So 
my team is either hero or zero right now. Man. Uh, I literally, I drafted, and it was the, the first-rated team in the entire league. And as soon as Zeke went out and the, all his points were lost, it went from first to, I think, ninth. So, not good. It's a 12-person league, so <laughs> we're not making the playoffs right now. Okay, but, well. But I keep getting notifications that they have a contract in the works. It just needs to be signed, and he's practicing tomorrow. So, fingers crossed. And also, Cowboys only have three running backs on their depth chart right now. And it was two. So it's been a little bit of a roller coaster of emotions here the, the past week. Okay. Yeah, as of like 20 minutes ago, looks like Ezekiel Elliott likely to land a new contract extension in the very near future. The immediate concern has become whether or not he'll be ready to take full workout load uh, or full workload during season opener against the Giants. So, yeah, I mean, it sounds like he will be playing, but maybe not against the Giants. Yeah, um, he'll be back by week three. I'm I'm hopeful that it's week one, but because he just came back a little brutal, right? From Cabo, yeah. From, okay, so I saw, like, yeah. the when, quote, when he's been holding out, he's been working out in Cabo, I guess. So. Working out in Cabo. <laughs> yeah. Right, that's that's what normal people do in Cabo, okay. Um, yeah, just, just pumping iron in Cabo, I don't, I don't know. Okay, can you unbiasedly, uh, you know, say your opinion about the situation with Zeke and the Cowboys, or are you going to be too biased because of your fantasy team to even answer anything? Well, the problem is he has no leverage. He still has two years left on his rookie contract. Like, he he has no leverage at all. Like, literally, the Cowboys can make him never play another down in football because it's just going to go back, back a year and back a year and back a year and back a year. He owes them two years no matter what. So it really comes down to what the Cowboys want. I mean, are they going to give up on a good player or are they just going to kind of, you know, pay the guy and get it over with? But in the same time, you're going to have to pay the guy anyways – so, I mean, it's hard to tell. I mean, it's just a, I don't know. Right. He just needs to sign the damn thing. That's for my, my thing. biased opinion. No, that's <laughs> my thing, too. It's like, I understand you want more money, but, like, you you still have time left on this contract, and um, you should yeah, just Yeah, I mean, he's still got two years left on his rookie contract. I mean, he needs to just play it out, and he'll get a good chunk of change. I mean, he's probably just going to get a good chunk of change now, but... I mean, he probably could make more by just waiting two years and getting a bigger contract then than now. So, hard to tell. But yeah. he's just come down. In my biased opinion, is he just needs to sign the damn thing and get on the field so I don't lose <laughs> a lot of money. How much uh, is this league costing you, if you don't mind me asking? It's a hundred dollar buy-in. Okay. You can do a lot with a hundred dollars. I mean, that's like ten lunches. That's like ten lunches. Yeah. That's true. That is like it's ten like, lunches. It's like ten lunches. I mean, that's that's a lot. Yeah, I mean, I'm if a. Zeke, if Z comes back, I got a really good shot at winning that money and some. So, who's on the rest of your team? Hang on. Well, I'll go through it. So, I waited a while to pick up a quarterback because I was trying to do that. I was gonna. I mean, there's so many that were kept that by the time that I wanted to draft one in the eighth round, they were all gone. So. Um, I have Big Ben, Zeke, Chris Carson, 
Odell, Amari Cooper, Evan Ingram, T.Y. Hilton, Tyler Lockett, Peyton Barber, the Jags defense, and Justin Tucker. My bench is not very good. So we'll just go with the starters. Okay. It's actually going to be a really, really good team if Zeke comes back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a team. Okay. So just kind of hoping Zeke comes back for now. And uh, I'll have to see what happens. Well, I'm not playing fantasy this year. No? Why not? No. Just took up too much time and effort. You know, I'm busy. Oh, yeah. I got I got to pay attention. I love it, dude. <laughs> I got to pay attention to NASCAR and other racing series. Like, I can't take too much time away from that. And then just for, like, enjoyment, uh, uh, what sport I'm, I like to watch the most is college football. Yeah. So if I'm like choosing to watch football, it's always going to be college. I I used to just play fantasy, just you know, because uh, gave me something to do and be interested in. But yeah, yeah, it takes up too much time. I mean, I'm, it's kind of cool. Like you know, you become more of a fan of of the games and, and the players and and stuff like that. I mean, it's it's kind of cool. You know, having money on the line and stuff like that like you you got to pay attention to the players and it's it's fun to watch with something on the line so i mean football's a blast to watch anyways but you know it kind of makes it a little bit more fun when you got fantasy to do too oh yeah 100 percent agree i just was inevitably gonna lose money regardless so <laughs> i'm like eh. yeah, that's fair enough yeah yeah if, if, I, if I lose my money this year i'll probably just you know, cut it off just playing free leagues. No, you won't. It's my first year, like, actually playing for money and stuff. But in the same mind, I might get addicted and just kind of get more leagues that cost money next year. You never know. Well, I did promise uh, Michael I would get him on a Belly Up Sports um, fantasy podcast where they just talk about fantasy football. So maybe yeah. I can get you and Michael on there. That might be cool. Oh, that'd be perfect. And then y'all could kind of, like, talk shit about – you know, playing each other on the weeks and stuff. That would be pretty fun. Yeah, yeah no. I'm, I'm a huge football fan, and I'm getting into fantasy hardcore this year. I even made a cheat sheet, color-coded and everything for my drafts. I mean, full-on professional this year. Yeah, we got some podcasts in for, with Belly Up Sports that I think you'd really like to uh, talk with because I think you'd fit in with them. Yeah, it's 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 fun, man. I, I, I like the podcast, but, like, talking about football is fun. Like, <laughs> and finally, like, uh, I mean, like, racing is fun to talk about, but, I mean, I, I really like some football. <laughs> no, I I understand. When, like I said, when college football season was, like, back on, I was, like, you know, obviously well, I was, was excited to team? be at Darlington. Well, personally, I, I went to the University of Houston, so I'm always going to be a U of H fan. Gotcha. Um, but because, you know, we're not in the SEC or anything, it uh-huh. it makes it a little bit easier to watch all the other games a little bit more unbiased, right? Because yeah. I don't have a dog in the fight in the SEC or the Big Ten or the Big 12 or the ACC or the Pac. So I can watch it fairly unbiasedly um, and just enjoy the game. like, the thing about football is really bad games. Like, it seems like the really good games don't come around until, like, the championship comes. But, like... I mean, I saw a score the other day. I don't know. It might have been Penn State or Duke. I'm not really sure who it was. They beat somebody else by, like, 70 points. Like, that's... Um, Duke played Alabama. Points. 
Oh. It wasn't that then. It was. I might Are you talking about? It was like seventy nine. Penn State, Penn State, Idaho. Yeah, seventy ninety nine. Penn State, Idaho. Yeah, like that's insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean. It's week one. There'll usually be a couple really good matchups, and then the rest are going to be bullshit. But next, or this coming up weekend, there's going to be some really good matchups. A&M Clemson, LSU Texas. Like, there's some good, really, really fun matchups. I kind of wish I was staying in Austin just to tailgate for that LSU-UT game, because that's going to be wild. Yeah. Because that's number six versus number ten. Um but, yeah. yeah, I love college football. And I think maybe, like, have you gone to any big college football games? Never. That's Never I think, have. I think that's the thing. you got to go, like, experience. Because when I was in college, I'd go to the games every single weekend. I was in a fraternity. We would tailgate. Like, you really just fall in love with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that would make it more fun. Right. I think you fall in love with the atmosphere and the culture of college football. More than anything. Wow. The excitement just got, of the game. It's got a notification that Jared Goff's going to get paid $32 million a year. Damn. Wow. What? Yeah, I don't know if that's worth it or not, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> good for him. Yeah, no. He got paid. It's good. But. All right, so. Yeah, no. Not not a huge college football fan yet. Yeah, you got to go to You're living in Charlotte, right? I gotta get I gotta get a team though. I mean, I don't want to like pick the best team. I gotta find like something like the Broncos. How I like the horse. I gotta find something like that. What you gotta do even, is even go, if they're trash. What you have to do is go to a football, college football game somewhere, and if you have a really good time, then that just becomes your team. Yeah, because you can I be like, pick oh, the, I had the a people great that lose. Like, if oh, okay. if we went to one that was like Alabama and some right. shit state or something, like that, the one that's terrible is the one I'm picking. I mean, okay. it's great. Well, um, UNC, I believe, just beat South Carolina, right? Yeah. I mean, apparently UNC's not that bad right now at football, so maybe you can try to go to a game there. NC State yeah. has a pretty fun football environment. I mean, yeah. North Carolina is not a ideal college football state. Obviously, it's college basketball, but... Yeah. Yeah. What even what even is the ideal state? Alabama? Like the Texas. Mississippi, Alabama? Texas. Texas. <laughs> yeah, are you kidding me? We got the biggest no. football stadiums, the biggest colleges. Yeah. Mm. That's not know. even a, that's not even a competition. I'm just telling you factually. I mean, like I, I feel like it's that that southeast, like the Louisville. Well, no, Louisville's not even southeast. Yeah, that's in Kentucky. Look, Alabama. I, didn't, I, I, I might I might give it to Alabama geography. just because they have Alabama and Auburn and they don't have professional sports. And Ole Miss, it's kind of there in a way. So Ole Miss and Mississippi State, like Mississippi, definitely loves their college football, but the problem is they're never good at it. So like, how much can you love something that that's you fair. never actually compete in? At least in Texas, we yeah, have competitive programs <laughs> that like you know compete for national championships. We have yeah. University of Texas, the Longhorns. We have A&M and the SEC, the Aggies. Obviously, those are the two premieres. But then we have, like, TCU, Texas Tech, Baylor, University of Houston, SMU. I mean, we got we got a shit ton. Yeah, TCU. I, I've been there before. It's pretty pretty sweet. I've yeah. been in their facility. Nice campus. Yeah. No, they actually um, – I was there to do some stuff for – racing like they do this all these tests and stuff like that it's, really 
honestly pretty impressive, like all the technology they have and everything for all At their TCU athletes. TCU for racing? Yeah. Those rich kids in Fort Worth? That's surprising. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it, it's honestly pretty impressive, all the technology that, like, they have going into, like, the injuries and, and stuff like that, and all the machines they have that can kind of tell everything and like they did they had this like body scanner that like scanned your entire body and like had a printout of all where the fat is and everything and it was super high tech Oof, and it was... i do not want to get in that thing <laughs> i just hate fried chicken too it was pretty snazzy though you just saying yeah. print out where your body fat is that shit's yeah, gonna go off pretty the... much yeah there it is there's that piece of fried chicken right there yep they're like come on man how old are you and i'm like yeah i know i know Okay, it's so funny. wrapping things up, you got three races left, mm-hmm. and it, it looks like it's you and Michael competing for the championship this year. Yeah. Who should I be rooting for, you or Michael? Well, obviously me. Okay. I mean, I'll give you is this. Is that even a question? I'll give you this. You've come on, on I've twice. I've been on your show twice, and yeah. Michael's, yes, exactly. So. He's only been on once. Yeah. Yes, I mean. So. I think you got I mean, a point here. What you need to be concerned yeah. about is if I get Michael on again. Yeah. I mean, that's okay, though. I mean, this this show's cool enough that I'd probably come on twice if I was okay. Michael. I'll text you if that happens. I don't want there being bad blood. And I'll text you and be like, look, I might have Michael on here. Um, you know, I don't want us to have problems. Yeah, I mean, if you have him on twice, just ask Siri, heads or tails. I'm always heads. That's just how it is. Okay. It's uh, actually a really good feature. Like, if you're trying to decide to go somewhere, just ask Siri heads or tails. Like, on my phone? And then you, yeah. How do you, like how do, you do, do that? Ask, you just ask her. Yeah, but That's how do you it. ask on your phone? How do you, like, do the Siri thing? It's like the I've side button. It. You hold it. I hold the side button. Yeah. If it's, if it's like, an iPhone X, you hold the side button or, like, the power button, I think, maybe, or the I'm home button. That. I'm holding that. Nothing's happening. Or try the home button. I don't have a button at the bottom. So it's an iPhone X? Siri, heads or tails? Oh, yeah. You got it. No, that didn't work, man. It didn't? No. It worked for me. It just, like, searched something. Are you sure? Well, yeah. No, I do it all the time. Just, just, say, just say heads or tails, not even Siri. See what happens. Just say heads or tails? Yeah. Heads or tails? No, it's just like searching things on the internet. No. Well, Siri doesn't like you, apparently. <laughs> Man, that's a bummer. She, she likes me. She always says heads or tails. I, so. You know what this feels like now? This feels like a young person explaining to an old person how to work their phone. <laughs> this is getting yeah, out of know, hand. I don't know why it, First you said I don't you know didn't why know, it won't work for you. You didn't know Dog the Bounty Hunter. Now you're having to explain to me how an iPhone works. Dude. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to get off this podcast bring up Siri. and start like applying for AARP or something. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what the hell, man? Well, at the moment, I'm rooting for you to win it all. Perfect. You have the uh, throwback paint scheme, so I'm definitely giving you the edge there. Yeah. I mean, he didn't even bother to do one. I mean, that's obviously clear-cut me ahead there. That's kind of lazy. That is kind of lazy. Yeah. Yeah. Brutal. He, he's getting real cocky with the dinosaur. <laughs> I 
I, I mean, he could have done like an old store dinosaur, like even more prehistoric. Yeah. You know? That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's not the original dinosaur. There's older dinosaurs. Yeah, exactly. And see, he's not even thinking. If he was on the show, all this would have been cleared up, and he wouldn't be looking like a fool right now. That's right. <laughs> all right. Well, Christian, thanks for coming on once again. We're rooting for you, and I'm going to try to get you hooked up with uh, one of the other uh, fantasy football podcasts. Or I might Perfect. just, if that doesn't work, I might just have you and Michael on this one, and I'll just say, screw it, we're just doing a whole episode of Fantasy Football. That works too. Whatever, man. I'm in for it. Okay, cool, cool. All right, thanks for coming on. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Later, man. Peace. It was straight shot. All it took was love to not get caught. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. It's gonna be a long night. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.